I, uh, I haven't ministered in preaching about two years, so I'm a little rusty. Uh, so uh, if, if I do or say anything kind of rusty, you know, grant me some grace. Amen. I, I certainly need to do that. Uh, I have a, I have, uh, I used to meet with several ministers and uh, they would uh, spend their Saturday and maybe some of their Friday going, what am I going to preach? What am I going to preach? And their comment uh, about me is that Craig never worries about what he's going to preach. He worries about which one he's going to preach. <laughs> so I, I want, uh, if you'd help me a little bit tonight, okay? Uh, if we can turn the lights down. Uh, Sarah's going to play some background music for us. And I am convinced that Holy Spirit can speak one word and change your life. Just one word. One word. So I want to, for us to spend some time, because if he speaks one word and changes your life, then I'm just an afterthought. And I'm okay with that. Because he can. He can do that. And so what I'd like to do is just spend a few minutes, uh, and I really appreciate Sarah playing, just to, some of you are extremely busy. You've got 4,000 things running through your head. And I'm going to challenge you to turn them off. I'm not asking you to pray. I really don't want you to pray. I, I don't want you to praise. Uh, I don't want you to worship. I just want you to listen. Just do your best to turn it off and listen. And I'm hoping the only sound we hear is Sarah playing. Okay? Let's just take a few minutes here. And this may be longer than you're comfortable with, with and, and this may not be something that is really, you know, uh, it does, may make you a little uneasy because we may go longer than you anticipate. But if, if you give Holy Spirit a minute or two, try to... Not even think about the person sitting beside you. Just allow Holy Spirit. Amen? You just close your eyes. And, and um, what I'd like to, what I would just really appreciate Holy Spirit doing is just give you one word. One word. You may later write it down, but just one word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. You are incredible. Absolutely incredible. Beyond our wildest 
imaginations. You exist. And yet you exist in our heart, in our life, transforming us, renewing our mind, taking us, taking us, taking us. Amen. 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 Somebody, anybody, everybody, like to share. Now, I, I, I have to qualify this. A word. <laughs> Otherwise, or I get a sermon. <laughs> Somebody want to share a word? The word that the Holy Spirit given you? Love? Love, rest, calm, relaxed. Say again. Amen. Redeem. I heard gratitude, gratitude. Lord, raise the gratitude in my life. I want to be a grateful person. Amen. I want to be a grateful person. Amen. I'll be like my pastor's wife. Amen. He can do it, can't he? Just one word. He can just sink it into the depths of your spirit where life changes. I try to change it up here sometimes. Nah, it doesn't work very well because I can make up my mind, resolution, New Year resolutions, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when it hits here, I'm different. I'm changed. Amen. Anybody feel challenged by the word you received? Humbled? Yeah. Accepted. Accepted. Amen. Isn't that amazing how Holy Spirit can just pour into your life? Lord, increase the cavity. Increase the, the capacity. Increase the quantity that you can pour into me. Open up my heart. Amen. Open up my heart. Help me to live in the fullness so that anything you pour in gets poured out. Help me to live at that place where the, 
the wisdom of my spirit goes far beyond the knowledge that's in my head. Amen. Thanks, Sarah. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Amen. 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 That was, boy, Sarah did a fantastic job. Let me read you some questions that we often ask. What's wrong? (laughs) Why did they do that? How am I going to make it? Why am I in this trouble? Why won't they help me? What did I I do to offend them? When am I going to get married? Move on, get a job. Does God really love me? If so, why is he allowing this to happen to me? If I'm forgiven, why am I still reaping from my actions? Do they really care? Which direction am I to take? What is my destiny and purpose? Why am I on this earth? How come others are blessed and I work harder than they do and I barely make ends meet? Who do they think they are telling me what to do? I know none of you have ever said that, but, but you know, the world, yeah. Why don't they see how valuable I am? I'm worth $40 an hour, and they want to pay me peanuts. I'm 18 years old. <laughs> this world is coming to an end. Why worry about working for the future? Who's going to take care of me when, when I'm 18 and out of school? I need a break. <laughs> Amen. I need a break. Why don't they understand I can't work 40 hours a week? Now, that probably doesn't relate to you at all, but our younger generation may have said that. Isn't life about what I think? What's God's will for my life? What is true worship? Why do I have to battle the enemies of my soul? I thought Jesus defeated them all. Is the Bible really true? Is heaven a real place or just a hope? What am I to do with all these temptations and trials? My mate is a real problem. My wife is not. I just want to clarify that. My wife is not a problem. She is the reason that I'm here. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be standing here. Amen. Many of these questions are good questions. But are they the right question that should come up in your mind? Are they the right question? 
We'll go look at James chapter 1. Amen. And we're supposed to be done by 745? No? I get a little more than that. Amen. James chapter 1. James, a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. James is the brother of Jesus. Okay? I find that really interesting. How hard would it be to be a bondservant to one of your relatives? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Difficult not to get into pride about, well, Jesus is my brother, really. I mean, no, really, we have a connection. You guys are just, it'd be really difficult. But he said, I'm a bondservant. I'm a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let's look at the, can we look at the amplified in that, at that verse? Amen. Verse 2. The amplified says, have patience, my brother. Verse 2. Do you have verse 2 in the Amplified? There you go. No? That's okay. Ah, amen. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Verse 3. I threw Kathy a curve back there. So. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith brings out endurance, steadfastness, and patience. That the trying of your faith, I like to bundle all three of those together, will build stickum in you. Good old stickum. Stick to it. Don't give up. Stick them. Amen. Not sick them. <laughs> we'll build stick them in your life where you will plant your feet and your spirit and say, I will not be moved. That's what these trials would do for you. Now watch. Verse 4. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work. So the manifestation is stickum. Now watch, stickum, so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed. Stickum will produce maturity. If you stick with it, if you'll stay on the path, if you will make up your mind that come whatever, you're not changing. You see, a lot of times what happens is that trials are allowed into the core. They're allowed to apply pressure upon the core of who you are. 
they're allowed in here. Mm -mm. Wrong. That should not, you know, trials and temptations, troubles and tribulations should not be allowed to manipulate the core of who you are. Should not. They come to me. They have no right to go through me. They're going to happen. We all know that. They're going to happen. But they have no right to manipulate my core values. Let me throw a little challenge out. If I was to ask you, what are your core values? Can you write them out for me? That'd be good, that'd be good, good homework, okay? That'd be good. That, you, that you're able to articulate your core values. What makes you tick? What governs your actions? What is the dividing line between acceptable and not acceptable? Core values. I would suggest that maybe... I'm not here to tell. <laughs> Let me point this at me. I've had to do this because I want to know what my core values are. I sit down, and I've got in my quiet place, and I have prayed until I felt like that me and God were together, and I grabbed a pen, and I said, what won't I budge on? What is there in my life over, I was saved in 1971, from then to now is, I don't know how many years, but it's a long time. What are my core values? Where are the boundaries? For instance, where are the boundaries in your language? How many slang words will you use and how many cuss words will you use? Just saying. And when it comes to somebody pushing your button, how many cuss words come out? <laughs> Yeah, I love it when it's quiet, Pastor. I just, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, how, how good of a grip do you have on those core values? Are, are they there until something happens? Or are they there in spite of what happens? Okay. I, I got to... I can say, I, I can chase more rabbit trails than you can possibly imagine. Amen. So let's move on. Uh, verse 5, if any man lacks wisdom, I'm in the King James, New King James now. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. They mask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed 
by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man. He's unstable in all of his ways. Okay. I want to jump down to verse 19, if you would, please. Not that that wasn't good, but I want to, I, I want to focus on a point. If, you, if there's doubt in your life, if doubt rises because life challenges the, your core value, life gets to enter in and, and challenge your core value, and doubt rises, well, do I really believe? For instance, by his stripes I am healed, right? What happens when I'm sick? But how do we, you know, for some, we handle that in different ways. For some, that challenges my confession. Okay, I'm just being real. I am a real whoosh when it comes to pain. I do not like pain. Nah, no, no, I whine and I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a great, well, I'm just going to stand in faith. I, no, really. Mm-mm. I pray, Lord Jesus, take this away. I don't like this. I don't like pain. And at 73, I have my challenges, but I don't like pain. Okay? But, but when life comes and it challenges your core and doubt arises, it causes an instability in life, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It creates an unstable foundation. It, 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 it causes you, oh, hear me here. It causes you to be reactive, not proactive. We're not, we're not called to be reactive. We're, that's not what we are. We are kings and priests unto God. We're called to be proactive, move forward, I was going to do that. Yeah, but I can't do that like pastor does that. So I thought, you know, I just won't do that. So, so let, me, let me see if I might be able to just share a little. Verse 19. Remember, doubt creates instability. I don't like doubt. I don't want to doubt. My heart's not to doubt. I want to stand in faith. So then, my beloved brethren, so then, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. This is not bragging, it's just a fact. I have 30-some years of counseling. I have had counseling courses, and I'm 
you know, consider myself to be a counselor. And, and that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> and that doesn't count for anything. But what it has caused in me is that if somebody says, I have this problem. What do you think I should do? They can't hardly get I should do out of their mouth before I'm responding. That's not good. That is not good. It's a real, you know, when you think you know, you are quick to speak and slow to hear. I'm going to look this way because I don't even want to get any inclination. But there are some people in life who know everything. <laughs> there are, aren't there? You know them. And some of you might say, I are one of them. And at times, when asked, I do know what the problem is. If they would just sit there and shut up and listen, I'd tell them. <laughs> very bad, very bad. <laughs> Swift to hear. Slow to speak. Here's my point. Why? Because even when I'm talking to myself, if I come up with the answer real quick, and then later, based on the information that I have, then later on, I find myself to be wrong. It creates doubt. It creates doubt. Well, I thought you knew what you're talking about. Hello. Creates doubt. But if I will take the moment and be quick to listen, Slow to speak. Then oftentimes, whether, I, whether I'm speaking to myself or somebody else, I find that I am more apt to tap into the mind of the Holy Spirit. I'm more apt to do that. Because when people come to me for counseling and I assess the situation, you know what you usually see? The surface. You're usually hearing surface stuff. If you want to write something down, this may be the most profound thing I say. If I will be slow to hear Holy Spirit, 
I will be more apt to speak into their life than to their life. Be more apt to speak in a word from the Lord rather than a word from Craig. Not that all words from Craig are wrong. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody come up and, and, and uh, you know, you're, you find yourself, you know, uh, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm okay with admitting that there's times that life sucks. I'm okay with that. What I struggle with is that when I expose my pain and they run over it like a Mack truck. If you want your wife to quit talking to you, just stop being sensitive to her. I'm going to let that sink just a little bit. I don't want to sink too far because it might, you know, but it, Gratitude, grateful, understanding, compassionate, long-suffering, meekness, temperance. All of that stuff, the fruit of the Spirit that, that will help me to be sensitive to the inner man. Slow to speak. I am so guilty. I am not preaching at you. This is, I am guilty. Oftentimes, when you're talking, you know what I'm hearing? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for. <gasps> and if you breathe, it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry. You breathe. That's all you that's as, that's all you're gonna get. And when I'm talking, I don't stop to breathe. I just continue to talk and I can say words while I'm inhaling or something. You know, you know. But it but you know, Dale Carnegie says you have to earn the right to be heard. If I will listen to your pain. I am a whole lot more receptive to Holy Spirit giving me something, a word of healing to speak into your life. If it's all about me, if it's all about me, and trust me, that position can tempt you. If it's all about me, 
then really you don't matter. But you do. You really do. You didn't know he was coming for a counseling session, did you? <laughs> Slow to speak. Slow to speak. So, so here's, here's my point. When I'm asking questions, all of those life questions, and there, a lot of them are really good. I think that I could possibly build my faith a little bit if rather than I ask Holy Spirit what he wants me to do, I could ask him what is on his heart. What's on his heart? I'm so quick to say, well, what do you want me to do? Let me see. I thought he was a senior partner, and I'm the junior partner. How cool would it be? How cool would it be? I'm not doing this to be humble. I'm just tired. <laughs> no. How cool would it be to, to humble yourself before the Almighty God and ask Him, how can I help you? So much of our prayer life is about us. How can I help you? How can I partner with what you're doing? How can I come alongside of you? Amen? That's kind of cool. I like that. How can I help you, Holy Spirit? You are the administrator of my relationship with Jesus? How, what are you working on today? Amen? That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Because, you see, if he comes back to me and says, uh, I'm working on your neighbor today, and and he needs a word of encouragement. And I need you to go speak to him a word of encouragement. And I go speak to my neighbor a word of encouragement. And he looks at me and said, how did you know? How did you know? Well, first of all, I get to tell him Holy Spirit told me. But you see how that would build my faith? In that flow, my faith would soar because I am responding to what he wants done rather than petitioning him to come alongside of me and help me do what I want to do. Amen? The big difference. There are times I need him to help me. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But the other side of that coin 
is me helping him. I slow to speak. Slow. Just that's why when Sarah was playing and it was quiet in here, again, don't tell me if it was you, but some were uncomfortable with that. How long is he going to stand there? I could hear you thinking. I can hear you. <laughs> how long? Well, how long is this going to go on? And I'm saying the same thing. How long is this going to go on? And it went on until the Holy Spirit said, I'm done. That makes sense? That makes sense? That could, could that kind of, Lord, help me to be swift to hear, quick to hear, intentionally listening? intentionally what do you want to do? It will bolster your faith as you are responsive to him and his mission. Amen? And if it bolsters your faith, it will steady your stance, and it will solidify your core. Yes, it will. It will solidify your core. And then the winds come, the rains come, and all that comes. And you stand facing life with faith, with faith that moves the mountains. So then all things are possible to them that believe are not just words coming across your lips trying to build your faith, but the core has been changed by the input of the Holy Spirit. And you stand and say, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. No, life doesn't get in me. It may come to me, but it doesn't, it's not allowed in me. But I, if I listen to him, am allowed into life. Speak in you rather than to you. Amen? Let's pray. Amen. Holy Spirit, you have been so gracious. You have been so gracious. You have touched lives here tonight, and you have changed them. There are people here tonight that you have given a word, and it has sunk completely into their spirit. And it has solidified itself in their spirit. And they will never be the same. Because you spoke to them. You spoke to them. And for what you have done, we are so eternally grateful. Help us to be people of love and gratitude and redeemed. Help us to be the children of God who walk uprightly. Help us to be quick to hear, slow to speak. And anger will have no part in our life.
in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.